Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back here on The First Team. I'm Joe DeLeon, joined by Ryan Roberts, and we have Ryan's favorite activity. We're going to be doing a mock draft. Mock draft Monday, baby. Oh, no, wait, it's Tuesday. Wow, I'm an idiot. It's Tuesday. Regardless, we're recording this uh, after Labor Day. We're putting this out there before the season kicks off. We'll probably do a mid-season one. We have to do them as sparsely as possible because Ryan hates them. Uh, But Uh, how excited are you? Very excited? Well, well, Joe, I think the timing makes sense for one. If we're, okay. you know, logistically, there was a football game last night, you know, obviously with Clemson and Duke, and then also Washington. And who did they play last night? They played somebody not great, but they were struggling for a while. Who was it? It was. Well, Washington was Boise State. Oh, BYU. State. B- oh, 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 State, oh. My bad. No, yeah. no, no, you're right. Played Boise State. So we're giving you kind of a updated understanding of the NFL draft landscape. I would just like to say, though, one, I don't hate mock drafts. I hate the intention of some people's mock drafts. There's a completely different conversation there. Okay? okay. We know that it we know it's a very click driven thing, right, Joe? Most of the time. Well, I that's like why we're it. doing it. That's why we're well, doing it because it's click driven. <laughs> I mean, to a degree. No, no, no. But my, po- uh, my point is is that some people do it just purely for clicks and they don't actually give analysis behind it. Like they just yeah. want reactions. And I'm not into like that type of thing. I will say this though. Let's make sure because I know you get excited a little bit, man. You chomp at the bit a little bit after some action. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let's not be super overreactionary today with some of these picks. One week of football, okay? I promise, Dad, I won't do that. Okay, so just okay. to to just to explain how we're going to go about doing this, the way that we usually do these mock drafts, so we can get to all thirty-two first-round picks. Um, make your pick. 30 seconds on why you like to pick, and then we'll move on. If it's something that really deserves a rebuttal, uh, we'll chime in with that rebuttal. But for the most part, we're going to rip through these so that you know this doesn't end up being a two-hour episode. Because in the past, we've yes. made that mistake where we've chimed in on every single one, and then it's like we're at pick 10, and it's 25 minutes into the It, it, it was, t- it was terrible. When we, remember, we had Alex on the podcast too, and it yeah. was like three people going back and forth, and it took absolutely forever oh, on lock drafts. So, yeah. Yeah, that was unsustainable. But I'm going to start us <laughs> off here. Um, I am going to start off the mock with the Arizona Cardinals. I... I actually don't know if I think that the Cardinals are going to finish with the first overall pick. Um, mm-hmm. I actually feel as though like a team like the Buccaneers is going to be a lot worse than we anticipate. But for the sake of this, this is how this is mapped out. We know who sure. the best player in the draft class is. He's already been making amazing plays. He's already actually, some could argue he looks better. And I'm actually, I wouldn't, let me rephrase. I wouldn't say that Caleb Williams looks better, but his playmaking capabilities might have somehow gotten even more difficult to defend. So once we get to see him in a matchup against a, a top opponent in the Pac-12, it's going to be really freaking fun. So Caleb Williams to the Arizona Cardinals, one would assume that they find a partner to trade Kyler Murray. Maybe they end up with three first-round picks if they can do that and get somebody who's really desperate. But nonetheless, here we go. Caleb Williams, pick one of one. Joe, isn't it? It's, it's really interesting, too, about Caleb because he has – I mean, there's magic to him, right? Like you can quantify a lot of things like arm strength and speed and, and you know, um, 
throw velocity and all that type of stuff, right? But like, there's just something to him that's just different, which is why yep. I think he has the edge there. So I agree. I know that the trendy pick right now with the back-to-back with Arizona at the top of the draft right now is to get them Marvin Harrison Jr. or a pest catcher yes. because it makes a lot of sense, right? Pair a great young wide receiver with your franchise quarterback in Caleb Williams. I'm actually going to go a little bit of a different route here because I think that this roster is just really barren on both sides of the football. So I want to give them a guy on the defensive side of the football that I think is going to be a mainstay for a long time. And also, I think this wide receiver group, although there's no Marvin Harrison behind him, I do think that there is some quality depth that is is being created in this wide receiver mm. class. So I think that you can get quality pass catchers further on into this draft. So I'm going to give them Jared Verse, the defensive end out of Ooh, Florida that's a good State. one. I mean, you, you saw him, right, Joe? Like, we, we saw him against LSU last yeah. year. This year, you knew he was the guy, and he still had those flash plays where you're just like, they can't stop him. Like, he literally is that type of dude. So you get your... Face your franchise on the offensive side of the football in Caleb Williams, and you followed it up with the best pass rusher in the draft. And also, there's a little bit of a drop-off at pass rusher after Jared Verse. So he is the face of the Arizona Cardinals on the defensive side of the ball here. Up to three for the Indianapolis Colts. And the formula for success for young quarterbacks in the NFL is always going to be drafting offensive linemen to protect them. And I, I'm not going to move to... Oh, man, wait, Marvin. Oh, God. <laughs> you second guess yourself there for a second. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, I am second guessing myself. Well, I mean, Marvin they, they, have, Jr. Like, they right, have like right, right. Pittman, they have Josh Downs. They got some wide receivers, man. They still got some dudes. Oh, man, this is, this is, I'm going to get called a, an asshat if I, okay, here, I, I think that Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be a top pick. He's going to be a top five pick. And I assume that you're probably going to take him with the Titans pick coming up. I really think that this approach for this roster and how they're going to build it is adding um, offensive line talent. And we know that Olu Fashanu from Penn State is just so well-rounded. Um, he might possibly have the highest floor of, of a lot of these offensive linemen prospects. So for him to step right in, we know he, who he is. Bit of a sure thing at this point that he's going to be able to protect um, the blind side for Anthony Richardson. Yeah, uh, man, you're giving Bernard Raymond uh, the the boot after just one year, huh? Yuck. Bernard Ryman, however you pronounce his name, but yeah, he stinks. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I think this is an easy one for me. Tennessee Titans, they have direction, I believe, offensively. They still have some guys that they can kind of lean on, but I am going to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. here because I like Traylon Burks. I like what he brings to the table as kind of that big slot, physical after-catch type of dude. But they just don't have a guy that Marvin Harrison – like they, they wanted Corey Davis to be this guy once upon a time, and he was never that guy, unfortunately, due to injuries. Mm. It's just some uneven play. Marvin Harrison Jr., true boundary receiver, win outside the numbers, win with route running – Pretty easy pick for whoever the starting quarterback is long-term for the Tennessee Titans. Now, the Los Angeles Rams are in a bit of a pickle here because one could start to make the argument for Aren't the quarterback. Buccaneers on the clock? Aren't the Buccaneers on the oh, clock? Oh, man, I don't know why I completely looked past it. Okay, so we're going to take a quarterback here. Uh, the yes. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I, if they finish fifth, it means that Baker Mayfield was probably disturbingly mediocre, uh, yep. which is basically the expectation not going to think twice here. Drake May is a guy that you can build your roster around for the future. Um, they're going to have to completely rework that offense. New offensive line, new receivers, running backs. Drake May, man, gets the short end of the stick in a way of stepping into one of the worst situations for the future of a young player. But hopefully they can get some pieces quick. But Drake May gets an opportunity to go to a, a rebuilding roster. And it's good in a way to, I guess, get in early 
to help lead them to some nice early success. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's kind of a no brainer there at pick five, right? Like you got a kid that yeah. could have potentially been the second overall pick depending on who picks there. So I think that someone's going to trade up. Like if this is one of those situations where it's someone's definitely going to trade up. Oh, I agree. I agree. Los Angeles Rams, Joe, they still have Matt Stafford, although he is starting to now get the injury bug again. So we'll see what the long term is there. This roster is just a very haphazard roster right now because they've they've invested a lot of money into certain spots and now they are having trouble kind of filling out the roster in, in better spots. I mean, I would love a pass rusher. None here that I would take this high. I would love a cornerback to potentially go across from guys like Darian Kendrick and and mm-hmm. you know that type. But I, I just I, I'm more interested here in upgrading the offensive line because the Los Angeles Rams offensive line has just been a, a problem area for the last couple of years. So I'm gonna go Joe Walt here, offensive tackle from Notre Dame. I think that he has the ability to obviously stick in right early with at left tackle. They've done the Joe Newboom thing over the last couple of years. He's been injured and kind of up and down. You're able now to put him at left tackle, or if you want to move on from Rob Havenstein in the offseason because he makes a pretty penny, you can move Joe Walt over the right tackle as well. Regardless, I think that he upgrades the offensive line position easily early on in his career. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. Bet Online has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Yeah, if they don't come out with an offensive lineman, that is going to be really, really questionable roster building because right now that is starting to become a massive hindrance. So I, while you were talking, I was deliberating in my head. Do I want to uh, go with the texting. quarterback here? You weren't deliberating. No, 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 no. I was shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was I don't think I'm going to go a quarterback here. I feel okay. like Josh McDaniels is the type that he's going to say. Uh, I, I think that either Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy G is going to have done well enough that he's going to try and go with one of them. And I actually, I don't know why, but I have like this sense that it reminds me of what's happening with the commanders and with the Falcons where they're kind of just rolling with a young guy that looked decent and hoping it works out. And maybe that they end up turning to Aiden O'Connell at the end of the season. Uh, I yeah. am instead going to rock with, uh, them taking one of the top defensive backs on the board. I really, really like Kalen King. I think that uh, Kalen King is a plug-and-play player, and they have just missed, it feels like, in that defensive backfield. Josh McDaniels from the Belichick tree. I know that he's an offensive coordinator, but um, mm-hmm. Belichick loves drafting defensive backs and drafting them early. So give me Kalen King at number seven for the Raiders. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. I, I think that for me, like it's – it's one of those situations where uh, Kalen King is probably, in my opinion, the best player on the board there for one. Yeah. And the Los Angeles, Ra- I mean, they have, I mean, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, they've had some issues at cornerback over the last couple of years. So I don't mind that pick. Joe, this is one, if I was a Chicago Bears picking at number eight, I would probably do everything I could to trade back, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't love, I don't love picking here because honestly, I would have loved to take Kalen King in that spot, typically, right? Cornerback is still a spot that I'm looking at, although I'm hesitating a little bit. Offensive line, they they just upgraded the right tackle position. Do they go? 
Yeah, why not? Let's do it, man. I think I actually kind of like Braxton Jones at left tackle a little bit, but I also think that Braxton Jones could flex around a little bit. Give me a Marius Mims here, man. I'm going to take a Marius Mims at left tackle for the Chicago Bears. I'm not a big, I wasn't a big Darnell Wright fan in this past draft, but now that you have Darnell Wright, if you mix in a Marius Mims, Braxton Jones could potentially move, move inside the guard, potentially. The offensive line is starting to look a whole lot better, right? So, Keep upgrading the offensive line. Give me a Marius Mims. I know some people won't like that because he plays right tackle for Georgia, but, I mean, if you've seen that kid's film, he can play left tackle. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it with the athleticism and the foot speed and the length that he has. So, Marius Mims, the Chicago Bears at eight. Okay, so number nine, I, I think the next quarterback is going to come off the board here. If they finish this high up, the Sam Howell experiment didn't work, which if they finish this poorly, it's a lot of it's going to definitely be on Sam Howell because – He's got good running backs. His offensive line's not that bad. And the receivers that they have with Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, if they're not doing well, it's going to be because of quarterback play. We just saw a guy that had a really good game last night. And this needs to be emphasized for any Uh new viewers. Wait, wait, wait. Any new viewers who are watching this need to go watch the quarterback ranking show because we both had Riley Leonard in our top fours. For the quarterback position, so but don't you did not like have him as your number three. You didn't have your your number three though. I I I am not making any changes to my list, but I I really do think in you know us talking in the RPM chat and just talking to, to other people in general, I really think that Riley Leonard is going to have a continuously massive rise, and that game was yeah. just the beginning of it. Um, this is not an overreaction though. To emphasize to any dip in the comments that wants to you know be like oh this is ridiculous he played one game no he had a great season last year i'm gonna go riley leonard here for the washington commanders i also think what's important to note if they finish ninth ron rivera is probably gone so there's gonna be a new head coach making those decisions new ownership let's get ourselves a nice shiny new quarterback that we can build the team around I respect it, Joe. I respect it, Dan. I, I, I think that it is a little bit of a gutsy call, right? But mm-hmm. I like I like it in this situation. Number 10, Atlanta Falcons. Can you show me the edge rushers that are on the board as of right now? I know that yes. PFF has this like crazy thing about Chop Robinson, which I think is pretty wild. And so I'm not gonna go. He was there. a non-factor against West Virginia. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not I'm not I'm not in on the Chop Robinson thing. Can you go to wide receiver for me now if you do not Yeah, mind? the edge options are terrible. Terrible, by the way. After yeah, I mean, I was I was thinking about Braylon Trice, but like it's just not. It's just a little too early for Braylon, in my opinion. So I'm not going to quite go there. I'm going to go, dude. Don't take another receiver for the Falcons. You're going to. Oh, I, have, I, have. <laughs> oh Mojo, no. I was just looking at their depth chart, man. They they, uh, so they have they have Drake London right now. Their starting receivers are Drake London, Mac Hollins, and Kadero Hodge. Like okay. Pretty bad. So they have an the outside receiver. They would be taking Brock Bowers, by the way, but continue. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking about that for a second, but like, yeah, no, I don't want to do. I mean, I guess I could talk myself into taking Brock Bowers and like Kyle Pitts is no, just don't, a don't, wide receiver don't. the whole time. But like, I'm Please not going to do that. I'm going to take a Mecca Ibuka, who I believe is more of the slot receiver type. You have obviously the outside oriented boundary receiver in Drake London, who had a pretty nice fresh uh, freshman, who had a pretty nice rookie year. I think that you added a Mecca Ibuka. I think their styles could really mesh really well. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are sprinting up to the podium because Brock Bowers is somehow still yes. on the board. This past yes. draft class. Oh no! Wait, wait, how do I undo a pick? Why? Why? No, nah, it's too late. I'm going to stick with that. I forgot that they got Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. Okay, here. 
I mean, I mean, I, they I, just I, they just spent like day two picks yeah. on those guys, though. Yeah, like, okay. I, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think Brock Bowers' talent at pick eleven would like scare them away of that. To yes. Be honest. All right, I'm that's sure. a that's a good point. I'm I'm overthinking yep. this. Those are good tertiary and secondary op- options. I really do like Tucker Craft, but like yep. if. Brock Bowers on the board. You need an offensive weapon. I would have either gone Keon Coleman or him. So uh, they have never, ever been bullish on drafting offensive players in the first round. And I think that if you're picking at 11, you have to do that. Sure, sure. No, it makes it makes a lot of sense. I, I think that for me, like he's the best player on the board. Yes, he's the tight end. Then you just drafted two tight ends. But I also think he's very different than what Musgrave mm. and Tucker Craft bring to the table, right? Like you can mix and match those guys. You could honestly just sell Brock Bowers as a big slot if you wanted to as well, and that would be completely yeah. fine. I mean, you could do that. So I think that he could fit. New England Patriots is a weird one, Joe. I wish Riley Leonard was on the board, man. I wish he was Ooh. on the board because I would have given up on Mac. Take. Wow. Oh, uh, man, I'm not a Mac Jones fan. You know, I wasn't a Mac Jones fan coming out. Like, I didn't hate him, but like, it wasn't my guy. Like, he just wasn't my type. I would love to take a quarterback. I just don't think there's a quarterback there right now because Riley Leonard was my QB three. And then after that, like, I just think there's a little bit of a drop off in my opinion. I mean, there's still a couple interesting options, but like, I just, I'm not comfortable with where we are at that pick. So New England Patriots, oh man, they just drafted Christian Gonzalez, a cornerback too. So I can't go like a Kool-Aid McKinstry type of route either. Like I can't do that. Can you go to offensive lineman for me, Joe? Offensive tackle. We'll see what's there. If there's something that like, oh man, I not like the spot. No, maybe go Absolutely. Latham. No, no, I'm not a Latham guy that early, man. I'm more like a second round Latham guy. Like I just can't. go to edge. I'm gonna. Oh, I got it. Go to edge. Go to edge. Okay. Oh, I know what you're gonna do. Give me. Braylon Trice, Edge, Washington at this pick. Yeah, that, Dude, that feels like a Pats the, pick. He is the body type of what the Pats like, man. He's very Matt Judon-ish type of body, right? Kind of has mm. a big body, physical profile. Braylon Trice is a really good football player, man. 12 is probably a little bit higher than I would have wanted to go there, if I'm being completely transparent. But for what the Pats need, like they just drafted a cornerback in the first round last year, right? They don't have a quarterback on the board that I really love. Offensive line-wise, there's some good football players, but I think pick 12 is just way too early for that situation. So uh, safety was another one, but like I'm not drafting Cameron Kitchens with the 12th overall pick. Like I'm not doing that, right? So Braylon Trice is the one that made the most sense to me. The Vikings are in a perplexing spot because with that assumption that they finish at the 13th pick, the probably the you know the floor fell out kind of a thing and oh man I mean defensively they were inconsistent last year and I wonder you know are there concerns along along the offensive line wow this is really really kind of tricky I'm trying to think I I would go Keon Coleman but they just drafted Jordan Addison so that that's not going to be the move let's go with Kool-Aid McKinstry I don't think you can ever go wrong with drafting and adding more defensive back talent and I mean that secondary it's it's not great. They're not. like uh, who are their starting corners off the top of my head? I don't they know. Had Patrick I know Peterson, he's not even back. I know. I know they drafted Andrew Booth in the second round last year, but I think he was injured, and I don't know if he's yeah. even playing for them right now. So I feel I'm good about thinking. that pick. I'm sticking with that. Yeah, yeah. Now that works. Uh, so Chicago Bears, I took Amarius Mims the first pick, right? With them. Oh, so. dude, this has to be Keon Coleman. Come on, Joe. I mean, but like. What are you going to do with Chase Claypool that you just gave up a second round pick for last year? 
I mean, they're I mean, going to have three great type, receivers. The same type of guy. Uh, you know? That's true. That's a good point. Same type of guy. I mean, because they have Darnell Mooney. They have DJ Moore. They drive the right, Tyler Scott. Like, uh, gosh. Gosh. I would have loved Brock Bowers to have been there. You know what would have been a cool pairing? Cole Komet and Brock Bowers. They are very different. Oh, my God. Worked really interesting together. Man. Man, man, man. But I kind of do want to still want to give him Keon Coleman just to be like, yeah. That's cool. Defensively, let me take a look what they need real quick. They could use an outside pass rusher. They got Yannick Ngakwe on a lower deal, I believe, which is fine. Linebacker-wise, they just drafted Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, they just gave Tremaine Edmonds a huge contract. TJ Edwards came in. Cornerback is a spot, but like, I don't know if it's a spot right here. I mean, I guess I could take... I guess I could take Nate Wiggins from Clemson, the cornerback. Like, that's a name that's kind of on top of my head, but... Uh, no, no, Joe. No, what? Yeah, no, no. Make right, a pick. Keon Coleman, wide receiver. Wow. State. Why not? Wow. Uh, okay. I'm not a big Chase Claypool guy. I feel like you could even kind of get rid of him after this year, to be honest. Like, I just wow. don't think he's very good. So that's a bound, big body boundary receiver. Keon Coleman has about as much upside as any wide receiver in the 2024 NFL draft if he hits the ceiling. I was thinking about going on the defensive side of the football at the cornerback spot to kind of upgrade, but they, they like Tyreek Stevenson. It sounds like they still have Johnson that came out of, um, mm. what was it? What's his first name? It's Jay Johnson. I can't remember his first name, but he came out of Utah a few years ago. I liked him a ton coming out. I don't know why his name's escaping me, but yeah. So I ended up just going wide receiver because I don't really love, I don't really love the direction of going corner again because I don't think that that's what this team is going to be doing, unfortunately. So, yeah. I'm, I'm Why a is little... A.D. Mitchell ranked as a top 30 player in this I, draft? Yeah, show? let's, let's Why move. Why is he ranked that on. high? Let's, move, let's move on. We're going to ignore the PFF rankings. We're doing our own rankings. Uh, we're going off of our own rankings. Uh, yes. I thought that here's what I think. I feel as though if, if the Broncos aren't going to finish 15th, I really think that they're going to be one of those teams that finishes uh, a lot better. But yep. – their tackle situation is not bad. I would argue their interior offensive line situation is probably worse. Uh, we talked about how good Troy Fotanu is from Washington. So yes. I'm going to plug him in and that you can either put him at right tackle or you could put him at one of those interior spots. So give me Fotanu from Washington. Man, I love Troy Fotanu, man. He's a really good football player. <laughs> He's really, really good. So I'm, I'm there for it. Again, I think some people would say like, 15 is a little high, but like he's he's just a good player, man. I just think it's a rock solid pick, honestly. So, uh, Houston Texans, I'm up with now. Is that, is that where I'm at? Yes, Texans. This is kind of an easy team to draft for, Joe, because the roster kind of stinks, right? I mean, like they could use a wide yeah. receiver. Offensive line's actually not bad. It's okay, you know. Like they have Laramie Tunsil, they have Shaq Mason. You can always upgrade like Titus Howard, even though they just gave him a nice deal. You could upgrade the interior to a degree. But I still think that it's a pretty solid group overall. Defensively, you just drafted Will Anderson. Linebacker, I mean, you could use a linebacker, but like, is there a linebacker that I'm no. taking number 16 overall? Like, I'm not sure yeah. about that one. So go to the wide receivers real quick. Let me see what's on the board there. I like Malik Neighbors, but like, it's a little high for Malik Neighbors, I think. A little high. They already have Nico Collins, who's kind of their outside guy. So, like, I don't know if I want to draft Rome Madunze. All right, Joe, you're going to hate this pick, but it's fine. Give me Barrett Carter from Clemson, the linebacker. Give it to me. Oh, my God, I do hate that. I absolutely I hate that. Uh, I know you do. Yuck. 
But the kid's a really good football player. He's hyperactive. He's explosive. He can play out in space. Their linebackers right now are not great as of as of today. I mean, I was just, excuse me, looking at their depth chart, and right now their starting linebackers are. Christian Harris, who you know I hated coming out of Alabama. I thought he was a bad football player. Denzel Perriman, who's been kind of up and down. And then their start, yeah. other starting outside linebacker is Blake Cashman. So, yeah, I'll take a linebacker. Why not? Let's, let's go Barrett Carter there. So the Pittsburgh Steelers now on the board. Um, they actually did a really good job last draft defensively, just like really bolstering things. They're not going to go – uh, you know what? They got to go with an, another well, offensive lineman, dude, man. They, dude, what a line so bad. What a steal Keanu Benton was for that team, man. He's going to be their starting oh nose. My God. He's going to be a monster for them. It's going to be stupid. But, so they hit a lot of home runs in key spots, and, and Broderick Jones is going to be playing that left tackle spot. But like we saw in the preseason, their offensive line was just so freaking messy. Yeah. They got a double dip back-to-back years. Give me J.C. Latham to play at that, that right tackle spot. Um, kind of like when the Giants went Evan Neal after uh, the year or two prior, they ended up getting um, oh my god, who the gee, wow! I am a terrible wait, Giants wait, say, fan. Say your last sentence one more time, and then I'll be able to fill in the blank. Say it one more time what you just said. Who is the Giants' left tackle? Giants why left. Ta- I- oh, you mean the Steelers' left tackle? No, the Giants' left tackle. Oh, why, why are we doing? Oh, wait, because I'm wait, comparing now? it to the Giants. Thomas. Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. I'm comparing oh, okay. it to Sorry. how the Giants took Andrew Thomas, and then afterwards they took gotcha. Evan Neal, Evan who's Neal. a little bit more raw, but he's physically okay. gifted. So you know they didn't need him to step in and do everything at that left tackle spot. They moved sure. him on over to right, and they just said, "Hey, figure it out as you go." And Evan Neal's still kind of figuring it out. And I think that maybe the same case is going to be for J.C. Latham. I think we learned a very important message on this podcast right now, Joe. When your co-host is talking, make sure you're listening because I was not doing yes. that for you. So I good apologize. Job. I apologize, man. You're good. New York Giants. How do I always get the Giants on these mock drafts? You're the Giants fan. Dude, you better take a damn receiver. Take a damn receiver. I swear to God. What wide receivers are there right now, though? Like Malik Neighbors? Neighbors. I was actually actually thinking about going corner, man. Right now, you got Trey Hawkins starting an outside corner for you. Like, that's where I was looking. He's going to be a dog, man. Uh, gosh. All right, I'm going to take a wide receiver that you don't love, then. That's what I'm going to do here. You Uh, suck. Give me me big-bodied Rome Adunze out of Washington here. Oh, you do? I, I thought you wanted Malik Neighbors there, though, probably. But I would have gone Malik Neighbors. I don't totally agree with this pick, though, because I made the comp of a Dunesay to Darius Slayton. So it's like, you know, you end up just with two guys that are in the He's same. He's a lot stronger and bigger than Darius Slayton, though. Darius I, okay, I'll like agree a with that. Z. I'll, put, I'll put a Dunesay into the boundary and just let him work with his speed and explosiveness. I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to go corner, man. I think it's a, I think it's an absolute absurdity right now that Nate Wiggins is still on the board for Clemson. Like I think that kid is an absolute stud, but that's another conversation for another day, Joe. Why is Josh Newton ranked as the number twenty three over number twenty one player in this class? I'm sorry, man. I just keep no, no. no he's ranked. he's ranked higher than that. He's the he's the tenth ranked player. Oh no, no. I'm saying overall, right? Isn't that his overall rank? No, it says his overall rank is ten. Oh, no, no, not Jerzon Newton. Josh Newton, the corner from TCU at the bottom of the screen. Oh, yes. oh. Like oh I was thinking because I thought you said Johnny Graham Newton. Man, we are bad at Barton. listening today. Graham Barton. I'm sorry. Um, sorry, man. These rankings are I'm going to go here. Wow, this is kind of funky for the Saints. I don't yeah. think that they end up finishing at 19th. I mean, could we make the conversation for, like, what interior offensive linemen are there? No, I don't like any of the interior offensive line options. Look at offensive tackle. Um, Maybe there's somebody you can move inside. Maybe there's somebody you can move inside. 
I don't like any of the tackle options. Yes, yeah, uh, you, you know what? The wide receiver position for them is is kind of shaky. Let's go with Malik Neighbors here. Let's keep a guy in you know within the city. They kind of missed out on the opportunity to take a quarterback, which maybe yeah. we could have made the conversation for Michael Penix, but um, that might be a little too bullish for the both of us. Yeah. I would assume that they're going to have a level of commitment to Derek Carr. So let's get him a weapon. Let's get him another receiver. Michael Thomas is kind of beyond his prime, way beyond his prime. So you know, second option for Chris Olave. You know, it's funny. Saturday I had a mock dra- I had a uh, fantasy draft, Joe, and someone drafted Michael Thomas. I was like, what is this, 2018, man? Like this isn't even a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, uh, Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks picked 20. An interesting spot. They were obviously set at wide receiver for the time being. Offensive line-wise, is actually one of the stronger offensive lines they've probably had in several years now with Charles Cross leading the way there, Damian Lewis inside. Dude, this Running feels like Jerjon Newton, man. I mean, he would be their type. You're not wrong about that, but like, it's just too early next for Puna Ford. Just too early for Jerzon Newton. Yeah, it, again, opinion, it's the Seahawks. They oh, they reach no matter nope. what. No, nope. no. Nope. So you know what they're doing, Joe? I'm looking at their their depth chart right now. So what they're doing is they're actually playing Devon Witherspoon as a nickel. So their outside corners right now are Tariq Woolen and Michael Jackson. Is their other outside corner? Wow. So give me Nate Wiggins to go outside. So now I can go Nate Wiggins, Tariq Woolen, wow. and get Devon Weatherspoon on the field at the same time at three cornerback spots. That's pretty fun, man. That's some fun combination right there. Yeah, that is that is completely frightening. The Jacksonville yes. Jaguars at twenty one. I really like Cam Kitchens, and I think that when you're a team like the Jaguars, that is just taking huge strides on a a year-to-year basis you have that luxury of just saying like hey who are some of the good defensive backs on the board so um their secondary could use a nice boost a ball hawking db in cam kitchens he is going to be staying in the state of florida man they already have a a really talented cover safety in andre cisco that can't tackle and you're putting two of them on the back end that's interesting shut up shut up interesting uh los angeles chargers up now so wide receivers they have a ton of them including Quentin Johnson, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They have their quarterback. They have their running back now tied down. Offensive line-wise is kind of where I'm looking, but I'm just kind of struggling with who I would want to go here because they have Slater coming back. They have Zion Johnson. But right now their starting right tackle is Trey Pipkins, which is it's, it's not great. It's not a great combination. But let me take a look at defensively. They have some guys – it's an okay – it's actually a pretty good roster. They need J.C. Jackson to kind of take a step forward this year and be a better football player. But, man, what can you go to corners real quick for me, Joe? Because I think I know where I want to go, but I just want to look to see if there's anybody that – oh, man. <laughs> no one. I could go Cooper DeGene here if I really wanted to. But, um, no, go, go to offensive tackle. Another pick that you're going to hate, but it's fine. I don't care. Give me – Kingsley Sumatea out of BYU. Ugh. I know Ugh. it's and, and admittedly 22 is a bit early there, right? But I am projecting because that kid is a freak show. Put him at right tackle opposite of, of Rashawn Slater. If he's able to take a step this year, I think he has all the tools to be a really good player at the next level. So we shall see if he develops properly. I'm not going to overthink this one. I think that the Dolphins are another one of those teams that's, oh man, do they. <sighs> You know what? I'm going to go with Jerjon Newton. I think that you can plug him in to play alongside Christian Wilkins. And that defensive line is already pretty good. They've got edge rushers, but add another player into the mix. I was just about to say that I think that they're another one of those teams that has the luxury of saying, 
you know what? Our team's pretty good. Let's get a guy that's mm-hmm. going to rotate and get some get some reps in and have an early impact. And I think that Jurjon Newton's floor is is super super high. That he's just going to be a really nice, consistent uh, plugging type player. And it's going to be hard to move the ball against uh, against Wilkins and Newton if that ends up being the pairing. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, I, I like Jerzon for what he is. I also do like the combination there of Christian Wilkins. They also have Zach Seiler inside, who's a really talented, like, run-stopping defender inside. So I think all those guys can work together, Joe. I don't, I don't hate that selection, man. I don't hate it at all. Cornerback. Go to cornerback real quick. I mean, do I want to do Cooper DeGene here? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, go to corner real eh. quick. Oh, corner sorry. for me. Yeah, come on, man. You're not listening again. Well, I got a meeting that's coming up. Let's go. <laughs> right, man, well, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying. But, like, it's kind of hard. Corner, man. You hate Cooper DeGene. No, I don't hate Cooper DeGene. I gave him a sec- I was higher on Cooper DeGene than you were. Honestly. Yes, yes. I, I was. Offensive line, they're fine. Defensive line, it's just a little early for a couple of those guys. Fine. Go Cooper DeGene. I think he's a really versatile defensive back. Could play outside corner, could play nickel, could play safety. I think he can add some versatility to the back end for Detroit. Baltimore Ravens, I'm kind of feeling like I want to go Leitu Latu, but I'm instead going to go with a guy that I'm really excited about. I love Leonard Taylor, not as much as PFF does, um, but they're just always defensively minded, and they kind of missed out on the opportunity to take some of these tackles, these offensive linemen. So let's let's throw Leonard Taylor into the mix, who's a really good pass rushing defensive lineman, looked pretty good in week one. Maybe he works on his run game. Yeah. I hate that pick. That was my least favorite pick of the first round so far. Oh, uh, screw we're, you. We're gonna we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on from <laughs> there, Joe. Took a tight end with the first overall selection for the Green Bay Packers with Brock Bowers, right? Defensively, pretty strong up front. Have some pass rushes as well. Linebackers, I think, could improve in the Quay Walker, but like they just drafted him in the first round a couple years ago, so they're not gonna do that now. This roster actually is not that bad, man. It's not that bad. Can you go to safety for me real quick? Because I know Darnell Savage has struggled for them, and then they have Rudy Ford starting at safety. Oh, my God. There's nobody there I want to take this early. You take Newbin. No. Oh, that's way too early for Tyler Newbin. It's way too early for Tyler Newbin. Oh, my gosh. God, why did you have to take Cam Kitchens that early? Like, Cam Kitchens would have been a perfect pick here. Absolutely perfect. But you you ruined it, man. You absolutely ruined it. Um, eh. This sucks. Um, go to outs. Go to edge for me, real quick. Let's let's, let's re, re. You know, we'll we'll figure this out. All right. Why not? Let's let's go Dallas Turner, Alabama. I'm not super high on Dallas, but like late first rounds, explosiveness. He can kind of be that stand up pass rusher for them, opposite of the guys like Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. So yeah, let's get, add a little speed to that edge group. For the Dallas Cowboys, I really gave them a hard time for not addressing tight end earlier. And I think that if they have any issues, you know, a lot of it's going to come down to maybe some of their lack of offensive capabilities uh, and having a good tight end to, to get the ball to. I like Benjamin Yurasek. I think that Yurasek is going to work his way up in this draft class. Oh my God, he's not even on here. Just pick somebody and just say it's Benjamin Urasek and we'll move on from there. That's ins- How is Benjamin Urasek not on here? Uh, <laughs> it's it's, I'm just pro- it's take- probably just people that they've evaluated from the draft. Oh, my side God. That's insane. Know. All right. I, well, Jatavion Sanders is actually Benjamin Urasek, so ignore that pick, <laughs> but it's really Benjamin Urasek. 
God, that's infuriating. Yeah, they had Dalton Schultz, who was another Stanford tight end. And, you know, now we've got uh, another explosive tight end that is going to be highly impactful. I think that his draft stock is just going to continually rise. He had a huge, huge first game. Hey, man, they just tried the Luke Schoonmaker in the second round. I don't know what you're talking about. They don't need a tight end. Um, anyway, moving on. Schoonmaker sucks. Joe, go to, go to wide receivers for me. Go to wide receivers. Stephon Diggs apparently wants out of Buffalo, right? And then after that, Gabe Davis is super consistent. Trent Sherfield, another wide receiver that they have. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I don't like this wide receiver group, though. I don't like it at all. I'm going to take, take a plunge here, Joe. This is a big wild card upside pick of a guy that I think could rise. He had a great first week. Give me J. Michael Sturdivant from UCLA, the Cal wow. transfer. 10, 300 meter kid coming out of high school. I think that, and he just had over 100 yards in his first game for UCLA. I think that he is going to be a potential riser. This is way too early for J. Michael Sturdivant today, but low projection here, I guess. And I don't love the board otherwise. So I could be a total hack and take Good. a quarterback here for the 49ers, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. Um, man, they really missed out on the opportunity to get some offensive linemen. Yes. Are there any defensive linemen that they could take? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Ruka Roro Roro. Um nice. I, Good for you. I feel like their defensive tackles have just underwhelmed a lot. Sure. Um Javon Kinlaw hasn't really exactly been up to snuff. So no offensive linemen. Let's bolster that interior defensive line. Okay. I like it. I like it, man. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Ruka Roro. He's a guy that I think could rise tremendously. Cincinnati Bengals is another good roster, man. Like, they have wide receivers for days. They have some pass rushers, Trey Hendrickson. They have a good defensive line in general, good linebackers. Safeties are, pre, are good. I think it's good. I think the secondary is good in general. I have to go offensive line here. Can you just go to the offense, uh, interior offensive lineman for me? Good luck. No, Well... No, I mean, why is he I'll so take low? Cooper Beebe. Uh, no, I'm about to. I am taking Cooper Beebe. I was just kind of dumbfounded why he was why he was so low on that board. But yeah, Cooper Beebe, Cincinnati Bengals, not flashy, not sexy, but he comes in right away and he's a starting guard for the team. That's that's such a a Bengals pick to to throw him into the mix. Um, so we're finding. Oh man, the, I I kind of want to go with an edge here, like one of the edges that are still on the board, but. You know, they just took Nolan Smith. This is one of those teams that's infuriating to not project many holes. for. Not many holes. Yeah, they, they don't have not any. Great, but the Eagles haven't drafted a linebacker in the first round since 1979. So, yeah. Okay, theoretically, I want to go Junior Colson, but I, I, the way that you just framed it, that's a really good point. I don't think they're going to go with a linebacker. Let, let's go with Leitu Latu. I, I think that Derek Barnett's trying to get his way out with the Eagles. And Latu doesn't need to be an every down player. And I know that he's got injury concerns and injury history concerns. I liked him. He ended up being uh, a guy who was in my top 50, technically just so refined. And he could be a really, really good situational rusher. I mean, talk about luxury to be able to do that. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I, I've, I've, I mean, he, on the other side of guys like Nolan Smith, like Josh Sweat, I mean, they like to get all the pass rushes they can into football games. And then Brandon Graham's also nearing the end, right? So, like, that can kind of easily supplement mm -hmm. that production. Kansas City Chiefs, Joe, go to interior defensive line for me. I'm doing it, man. Uh -oh. I'm doing it. You don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. I, I guarantee he probably – oh, yeah, he is in here, but he's incredibly low. Give me Keith Randolph Jr. from oh. Illinois as a – They're going to go Corleone. 
Well, I do. I, I like Corleone, but you know Keith Randolph is actually my top interior defensive lineman. This uh, Derek Nottie's solid. Tershawn Wharton's okay, but like I really think that Keith Randolph can upgrade that interior defensive line in a good bit. All right. Well, that's a good note to wrap us up on. At Joe DeLeon, at Rise and Draft. Let us know what you think below. Of course, you're upset with who we picked for your team, so just comment and move on. Just just get it out of the way. Just put it in there. We'll catch you guys later. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.